they'll just send the photographs out to all their contacts around the country. You know, I've said, I'm sure, you know, nothing will come of it, but we'll just see what happens. She said, yeah, great. I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. 20 years ago, the perennial discussion about sex, squash, and selling the game reached its height or depth, depending on your perspective. It was early June 2001 at Edgbaston Priory in Birmingham, England, at the start of the $63,000 iGroup British Open. A throwaway remark at a referee's meeting about dress codes led Andrew Shelley, the executive director of the Women's Tour, to dream up the idea of manufacturing a controversy. The next day, Steve Line, the veteran tour photographer, took some photographs and sent them out, even before Shelley and the tour's media director, Howard Harding, had crafted the story. It might be hard to understand now, but in that era, with the internet just coming in, and no social media, this publicity stunt the story of an English player, Vicky Botwright, supposedly wanting to wear a thong on court, was a huge deal. That summer, it was all over the news. Radio, newspapers, magazines. It was all over England and all over the world. Arguably, squash got more attention for this one fake incident than it has ever gotten before or since. Perhaps it was not exactly the attention the game really wanted, but as they say, any publicity is good publicity. Vicky, despite the sudden onslaught of attention, won her first match that week at the British Open, beating Madeline Perry 10-9 in the fourth. And then she lost to Natalie Granger in the second round. She went on to a very successful career. She got to five in the world. She won four events. In her very last tournament before retiring, she reached the finals of the 2008 World Championships in Manchester. Vicky was then the head coach for the English National Squash Centre in Manchester. She married Stuart Boswell, the Australian former world number four. And after living in Qatar, they and their children are now in Australia, where Stuart is the national coach for Squash Australia. So here's Steve Line explaining how these photographs got taken and sent around the world. It was the 2001 British Open. It was about to start and I arrived at the Edgbaston Priory Club in Birmingham and uh, Andrew Shelley, who was the, uh, in charge of the, the rules, he's in, um, he's, in, sorry, he's in charge of Whisper at the time, yeah. and uh, they'd had a referees meeting that afternoon and one of the referees, they're talking about dress code, and one of the referees apparently just comically brought up the idea well, what would the ruling be if one of the girls was wearing a thong and there's sort of apparently general sort of chuckling but Andrew Shelley was actually at this uh, meeting and he got his um, his, his um, brain going a little bit and obviously thought well what about if we set up a photograph of someone wearing a thong on the court so I met up with that Andrew uh, found and sort of sourced me out that evening he said Steve how do you feel about taking a photograph of uh, one of the women squash players wearing a thong I said I'm, I'll be more than happy to do it Andrew but can you find anyone to to model it and he said well the the players at this meeting were none of them wanted to do it but they all put forward one name <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't at the meeting uh, who wasn't at the meeting this is always the case of make sure you go to the meeting otherwise <laughs> you get volunteered 
So Vicky was name was put forward, and uh, I met up with Vicky the following morning, and Andrew was there as well. And Andrew put forward the suggestion to her, and she's a great girl. She's and just is enthusiastic about the idea. And I said, Vicky, don't worry. What we'll do is we'll just we'll meet up late, a couple of hours time. We'll two, take some photographs on one of the back courts at the Priory Club. Uh, I'll get the film developed. Um, get the prints done and then we'll just have a look through the photographs together if you don't like them we'll just ditch the whole idea so um, so it's funny because she wasn't preparing you know weeks in advance and you know shopping for the right thongs and no, stuff no she so she uh, she had a thong already she had a thong already <laughs> but she had a, and I said well the ideal scenario would be to wear a, a running top yeah uh, but she didn't have a matching running top. So she said, well, it just so happens I've got a couple of other running tops from a couple of other girls, and one of them matched the thong she was wearing, sort of dark navy blue. So I said, mm. that's perfect. So it was somebody else's top? It's somebody else's top, yeah, and her thong. <laughs> so um, I said, great. So we went on the court. Um, we took photographs. and Nobody thought, nobody was there in the back? No, I, I made sure we were around the, one of the back courts, so nobody was able to see what was going on from the balcony or anything. So it was a very private shoot, um, and she, it was great. Got, I thought, well, this is going well, I've got some nice shots. How, lo- how long was the shoot, 10 probably, minutes? Or? Uh, no, probably about half an hour. Mm-hmm. Half an hour, and I set up you know, proper flash gear on oh, the balcony okay. and uh, on right. the court, so it was, you know, it was, yeah. it was professionally done. And I thought, well, yeah, this, is, this is looking quite good. So I said, great, Vicky, fantastic. So I went down the local lab, uh, one hour turnaround service in Birmingham, which I knew about, the place that I've been to before. Still film. This is in the yes, it's still pre-digital. So this is in the days of film. Um, and then I said, I'll meet up, Vicky, with you at uh, two o'clock, and uh, we'll just go through the phonographs. So she said, great. So we met up. It has the tournament. This, this is still the qualifiers. Or this something? is on. Um, I think this must be the day. Yeah, the qualifying. I think the first round was due to start the following day. Um, so, yeah, went down the lab, picked up the photographs, got some raised eyebrows from the guy who passed the prints over to me. <laughs> and he said, nice shots. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, oh, you'll see later. I said, you shouldn't be looking at those. Anyway, so I, I went to see Vicky later and she's, she's looking through the photographs and she said, oh, yeah, I like that one. And I like that one. Anyway, she picked out four photographs and I said, yeah, they, they look good to me. So I said, what I'll do, Vicky, is I'll just go down the local news agency I've used before called News Team. They'll just send the photographs out to all their contacts around the country. You know, I've said, I'm sure, you know, nothing will come of it, but we'll just see what happens. She said, yeah, great. So I went to News Team, they scanned the neg and then sent it out to all the national and local newspapers what time in the of day UK. Is so we're talking, it's now about half two, got to the news team about half two quarters to three in the afternoon so you did the shoot at 10 in the morning no I did the shoot at about it must have been at 12 I think I did the shoot at 12 got the photographs back to her um, sort of half one and, and then went down to the news team agency I mean all this happened afternoon. extremely fast very quick from, yeah. from from starting the shoot to yeah. having the the neg get sent yeah. out well the that's right gets sent out that's yeah. only three hours three hours so you, yeah so you uh, well Turn around, you, because in the day, this is the day of newspapers, so you need to get the photographs. If you're going to get any uh, sort of publicity, you need to get the photographs to them by five at the very latest, five in the afternoon. 
So I got to news team about sort of quarter of the three, had the next scan. He said, um, yeah, photographs looks great. Um, do you want your contact details? So I had my mobile phone number put on there and Howard Harding, who was a press officer for the British Open that year, his uh, mobile phone number was on there as well. And no story, just here's the photo. No story. Um, no, no story. So what happened is that then about... So uh, this is quarter to three. So at about half past three, uh, I got a call through from the Daily Mail. On, on your mobile? On my mobile. And I said, um, uh, well, so the, the voice on the other end of the phone said, we've just received these four photographs of this squash player, Vicky Botwright, and apparently she wants to play in this outfit. She wants to play squash in this outfit. Uh, so presumably there must have been some story coming through from Howard, Howard, Howard and Andrew yeah. at the time, but there was no official line there. And um, the picture editor at the mail said, "Is this true? Does she want to play in this gear?" And you had uh, never heard. The, I, the I, full... had, I hadn't been in to contact with Howard at the time. I was, you know, yeah. I'm back at the hotel or whatever. Um, oh, you said you were walking along the street was, um, when you got the call. I was walking along the street. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And the mobile just rang, and I, and because I, I thought nothing was going to come of this. Anyway, the mail phone through, and uh, the guy asked, "Is this a true story? Does she want to play in this outfit?" And I thought, uh, "Well, if I say no, it's not going to be good." So I said, "Yeah," and that's all he wanted to know. As soon as confirmation came through, he said, "Okay, great, we're going with it." And I thought, "Well." This could be quite interesting. The Daily Mail gave me something like this. So then I went back to the squash, went into the press room, and I said, Howard, there seems to be a lot of interest in uh, Vicky Botwright and these thong photographs. And Howard at the time was working on the American Express Premier League results <laughs> and said, well, I think it's more, ex more important to get these Premier League results out than getting an official story about the thong out. And I said, I'm not sure you got the priorities right here, Howard. And he said, well, we'll put together an official line you know, in the next hour or so. And I said, well, it needs to be quick because I'm getting interest. And then I got another call through on a mobile saying, you know, what's going on? We need a story. We need a story to go with these photographs. This is from, I think, the Telegraph. So I went in to see Howard again. I said, Howard, we need to get this out quick. And then he met up with Andrew Shelley. They put a line, a, the official story was that mm. Vicky Botwright actually wanted to play squash wearing this thong. It was OK to put out an official story. And then I thought, this could be big. And, and uh, every national paper the following day used the photographs. It was extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. They're a half-page picture, not in the sports section, just in the main part of the Daily Express, that every national paper used it. And it was, they were nice photographs. It was a girl-next-door, non-glamorous image, nicely set up. And uh, the, the newspaper's bit. And yeah, it was fantastic. And so all the papers, I think this is on, we're on a, probably a Tuesday, the papers is when it came out. The story was released on the Monday, so the papers used it on the Tuesday. And then there are a number of uh, papers used the photographs again during the event, the British Open event. And then the Sunday Times, in the main section of its paper on the back page, had a people of a week People of the week. Well, you have it here. Do you? Do I you... have. Do have it here. Yeah. It's a good... Yeah. And um, so they featured every week four people in the news. And that particular week, we had uh, it's here somewhere. We had the Duke of Edinburgh, 
we had Sharon Stone, we had Tiger Woods, and we had, there we go, and we had Vicky Botwright. People of the Week, Sunday Times, Jan, June the 10th, 2001. Incredible. So Vicky Botwright was probably the most well-known sportswoman, certainly in the UK, for, for that week. Extraordinary amount of publicity. Absolutely extraordinary. And to be <laughs> linked alongside the DV, uh, Tiger Woods and Sharon Stone at that time was unbelievable on the back page of the Sunday Times. And what happened uh, also, though so the British Open carried on, obviously, as a big news story during the whole event. Um, yeah, I mean, was Vicky like ready to hand? She had no idea. This nobody had, had any. Nobody idea. had any any idea. Yeah, I mean, Howard, sort of Howard had barely put the story together. <laughs> well, that's right. It was just you. You couldn't believe what happened. Happened. I mean, this is uh, what is that? This Daily Telegraph half page picture. Vicky Botnar. I'm dressing down for squash. Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then what happened is about... So the British Open, or she is... Uh, oh, uh, you know, and this, this is actually in January of 2002. I yeah. mean, this is, this is months later. Yeah, months later. Yeah, it's still, still going. Still it's still going. But three weeks after the tournament finished, uh, Andrew put together a story because I think someone must have contacted Andrew about a sort of follow-up story and he put out the line that um, we didn't because it was an extreme dress code we didn't actually put out a rule we decided not to put out a rule about whether women should wear thongs on court but then Andrew put out the story whereby that if a player was wearing a thong, then we may have to change the rules. So it's a slightly different slant on the story. PA, Press Association, picked up on this and sent it out worldwide. And I was sitting in the office getting calls from um, the Straits Times in Malaysia, the Ottawa Citizen in Canada, the Globe and Mail in Canada, the Sydney Morning Herald, they're just phoning through, and it was, it was quite extraordinary. I was just sitting in the office wondering where the next call was going to be coming from, from around the world. And it ran again, it, but it ran again internationally rather than nationally. So it, it didn't run internationally the first no, time? No, no, it didn't, but it did the second. So it had blanket UK coverage the first time, and then blanket international coverage the second time. Quite extraordinary, but it shows, you know, it's sex and sport linked together. They yes, sell, sure. they yeah. sell. Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer, Grant Irving, and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and more importantly, have spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash friends. And may all your nicks roll.